welcome to another episode hey. of Road Sodas. Happy New Year. We did it, everybody. Mm-hmm. It's 2021. Let's start this one off wrong. Let's do it. We had such hope for last year, and uh didn't work. Well, it did. <laughs> oh, oh, never mind. All right, yeah. No, it didn't work. I guess it depends on what one's goals were. Well, I mean that all that uh, goat's blood that I wasted in our basement, <laughs> it really helped out. I think this year <laughs> or last year, I guess. Ah, uh, relatable. We've all been in our basement trying to summon Baphomet with mixed success. Mm-hmm. Baphomet, you you like Baphomet as a, as your destroyer? I mean, it's ideally it's Azathoth, but you know he's slumbering. He's hard to wake up. Yeah, they're no Asmodeus. Ooh. Topper off. Little tipple. Nice. Pull out. Uh. Oh, man. That, that <laughs> sounded good on this end. <laughs> uh, ho- hopefully the listener and me editing will enjoy it as well. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the sound your dick should make every time you pull it out of your trousers. Just a... Boy, did we just <laughs> dive into something topical, my man. So... What? Pulling dicks out of trousers? Well... Christmas happened. Wife got yep. me. Wife got me underwear. Yeah, nailed it. A lot of the times, that's like a filler gift. You know, that's like uh, it's nice. People are like, "Cool, thank you for underwear," but it's not like, you know, a highlight. Maybe. No, no, no. One, all the like fancy underwears they got now. The quote, quote unquote, fancy. You got your, you got your me undies and shit. They don't have dick holes in the front, which means you got to go over the top. Mm-hmm. I've got some some friends that do that. And that's fine. I do not begrudge them their lifestyle. I wear a belt. It adds an extra step. I realize we're completely losing the, like, probably two female listeners we have for this. Don't care. Gonna talk about it. But uh, Reagan was able to track down underwear for dudes with a thick thigh who like to pull their dick out of the front of their shit. Nice. Yep. Yeah, usually I just wear them down. <laughs> I, usually that that's... You know, thick thigh, thin thigh. I'm a boxer briefs guy mostly, uh, and and yeah, if if they're they're made too sturdily, guess what? They're they're not gonna stay on the thigh. They either ride up or, or just break. Nice. You gotta. It's a process that you do. You wear them for like three days straight, and then then you put them in the hamper for like a week and a half. Let them ferment. You don't wash them. You put them back on for another three days. Yeah. Like, that's that's what people don't get. Yeah. It's like a brie. Mm-hmm. Or, no, a blue a blue cheese. You need the beginning you, of the fungus to begin to grow. You need the rind to form. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, b- before we get into... I more- haven't had a new pair of underwear in, in God. It's, it's probably two years at least. Jesus well, before we get into more pressing matters, let's get into more pressing matters. Pantsgate 2020 continues. Uh, that's going to be its name because it began in 2020, much like how COVID-19 uh, began right before the cutoff. I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm coming to you wearing the Levi's. Yeah. Levi- and the new comfy underpants. Okay. I got a whole situation over here. Yeah. New, new pants, new underpants. This is like... You're you're half just in strange territory. Yeah, new bottom half. Who dis? Man, th- the ability to move one's legs in, while while being clothed, I I took it for granted. It I I, w- I was the frog in boiling water. You know, my legs were continuing to expand, and my range of motion in my pants was slowly slowly decreasing over the course of months. And I yep. was, you know. There was never one large... You're just like, no, I'm stiff. Yeah. That's how life is going to be, just stiff. There was never one large, discrete step of I can bend over to I can't bend over. And so I, I had no idea. Then I put these fuckers on, completely unsponsored, but Levi's 541s. If you're a man with a big ass, get yourself some. They are delightful. Um, but yeah, end of plug, coming at you for the first time in my life, wearing Levi's pants and... uh I can't believe you're calling it Pantsgate now. Pantsgate 2020. Because usually gate is a negative thing. This is this has turned out to a positive thing. Well, it's positive for me, but it's negative to my many, many followers who kind of need me to be the guy who wears Dickies exclusively. Well, 
I'm that guy now because I wear dickies exclusively. Fuck so. yeah, someone carries the torch. There we go. Actually, I'm setting my dickies on fire right now. <laughs> Don't worry, I have another pair. I got myself a pair for Christmas, like I said. Now, I also want to show, I made a little face earlier. Um, yeah, you did. I'd been looking for this. Now, this is the leftover from, uh, I forget if I mentioned it on the pod or not, but back around uh, uh, the time of our anniversary, we did like themed days. And one day was a Norwegian day or a Scandinavian day. And I went to a store and I bought this pack of uh, of, of herbs and spices that you put into vodka and let age. And then the instructions on the packet said this is to be drunk uh, in silence, which I just thought was hilarious. That it was like, do not talk, them. do not talk to each other while you drink this liter of vodka. And so we saved some of it. We've obviously filtered out the herbs, but you can see this was vodka. So it's it's taken on like a, an almost ginger ale color to it. It's quite. Yeah, I mean, that's dehydrated piss. Yeah, that, that is that is like hangover morning piss. Yeah. And so I just took a sip. Uh, which, yeah. Which, one hard to do out of uh, a wide mouth jar top. But uh, you also made a face, which which you did in a more muted way this time but it's still there i can still see the disappointment that the none of the herbs were were sweet so <laughs> it's one of those ones where as soon as it hits your mouth it evaporates and you're left with just like that very i like a bitter but there's something in this one that's just particularly like a poisonous feeling i don't know but uh, yeah it's like english breakfast tea could be yeah that's just okay, regular so. tea with something in it, right? It's got like one spice. Or no, that's Earl Grey. Earl Grey's like black tea plus fucking chamomile or something. And they're like, it's a new thing. And it's like, no, it fucking isn't. But <laughs> that's that was the bright idea from the tea industry back in, in 1742. Yeah. Also, that was my impression of a British guy back in 1742. I think it's pretty accurate. It was. I was there. <laughs> now, we're going to try to... Keep this not super Christmassy since we're in the new year now, but uh, but you and I currently are. Uh, it is Christmas today, so your Christmas. God, yes. God damn it! Every time we got a lovely email from I think it's close to our most our most uh, responsive fan, which is uh, my bored father, Jimbo's dad. <laughs> it was delightful. Again, quite long. I really enjoyed reading it. I'm not going to read the whole thing out just because it would take a very long time, but I fucking fucking loved it. The summary is, it's basically, it's uh, what happens at breakfast, what happens on Christmas Day, and then the Christmas tree tradition of of Jimbo's dad when he was a kid. And it's, it's a story, and then it's followed by the takeaway. So as a consequence, this is what we celebrated. Yeah. Or didn't sell like the the, the whole <laughs> thing about tinsel. I mean, I you know, I don't know if you want to go linear through this thing, but yeah, it's my dad basically saying like, "Well, we used to like be forced into this blindfolding ritual because we had to walk through the living room to to the the breakfast table and we had to everybody finish their breakfast before we could even think about opening presents. So there was this weird ritual where where his dad would blindfold him, lead him one by one through the living room to get to the kitchen. And then unblindfold them in the kitchen so that they would they could eat. And then after that, they could go back the way they came, unblindfolded, and attack. Uh, was the, the wording was, uh, en masse descend on our toys, end quote. Yeah, and, and I'm the, then they would have to all pile into the car, all, all six of them, and, and drive to a bunch of different people's houses that ended with them in central Jersey sleeping on somebody's floor in a basement. I'd be interested to know. Uh, oh no, he does. He does say the town Barrington and w- Willingboro. Let me let me, let, yeah. let me look them up because uh, young Gary of uh, of the throw ups. He's a Central Jersey guy. He's he's a Central Jersey guy. Okay. Yeah, I know. I've asked him what he calls pork roll, but I know in the in my head, like the answer is is always going to be pork roll, even when they say Taylor Ham. <laughs> I also asked him the hot button question of Does Central Jersey exist, or is it just North and South? And I forget his answer. Yeah, but I feel like you could give somebody like an existential crisis over something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. 
So Barrington's oh, so that's right outside of Philly. And which is South Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and Gary's from Well Oh, Gary's from an hour and a half north of there, which honestly is where I would consider that's more central Jersey is is North Jersey. Well, he's just yeah, he's just shy of the half he's just north of the halfway point. Yeah. I I feel like I gotta be in the there's there's North and South Jersey only kind of a camp. Maybe I don't know. Someone could probably change my mind on that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, it was a fucking delightful email. And it ga- also gave me an insight into your Christmas holidays as a kid because you know, I got to hear how how your dad's experience would have colored your own in what seems like a positive way. You know, yeah, they they didn't try to overdo Christmas and I think that that was an important part of it, you know. We didn't we didn't do the caravan thing. I mean, we we would go over to my uncle's once once we got old enough. Um but no, honestly, I remember, you know, people coming to our place every now and then. But mostly it was just the four of us hanging out. Nice. nice. But yeah, that's great. Good, good bonding, sentimental Christmases, and uh, yeah, I mean, you want to tackle or you want to give synopses over over any of these other stories that he he laid on us? Uh, I mean, that was kind of the synopses for two of them. So then we have the Christmas tree, which uh... I'm not gonna lie, like I think my dad's it still like subconsciously has has a lot of like. Things that he needs the Christmas tree to be. I mean, the concept of the kids' tree fucking rules. Yeah, like in my mind, what what I'm imagining in my mind. I only grew up with one sibling and one parent, so it wasn't like there was a lot of competition to decorating the tree. Like smaller family, but it, it, you said it was six of them. So uh, yeah, four kids, three three boys having like you know, I guess I guess the more formal. And in this case, incredibly sounding rigidly structured, decorating on the, uh, I guess, adult tree. And then having a kid's tree where you could just kind of go fucking buck wild with, like, candy canes that you weren't allowed to eat. (laughs) But just could decorate however you wanted, I guess. Yeah. Well, three (laughs) three boys. Tell me somebody didn't eat a candy cane. How do you know you weren't allowed to eat candy canes unless somebody tried it and got beat? That's all I'm saying. (laughs) But yeah, like uh, putting it on a putting the little kids tree, which is just like a, a either a trimming from a, a small tree, the top off of the tree that was too tall, or the top off of their own tree, and they would get put on a on a piece of plywood that they would uh, that it was it was covered in model train sets in a village and stuff. I mean, that is some fucking old school bucolic ass goodness that <laughs> I like. I like knowing it's out there. I mean, and I like knowing. I'm not going to say his name, but I think it's the uncle whose house I've been to that oh, yeah. does the. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. I saw it there when I went over uh, for Christmas. Like, oh, I mean, that train set, you know, he if he wanted to, he could make it a lot better. Oh, I mean, that's life, baby. <laughs> Life's a train set we could all improve. Yeah. But sometimes just watching it go around that Christmas tree is enough. It is. Well, I mean, with the. There's a really solid model train set not too far from where we grew up. It's like one of the world's biggest. Yeah, that uh, is the the Hagley Museum. Yeah, yeah, Chad's Ford, man. Or it might not be Hagley, but I, it's one of the ones up in. It's in I that area. Yeah, yeah. It's on the Brandywine. Yeah, I uh, apparently it's one of the few places I threw a tantrum as a very small kid. Apparently, Good I wasn't big on like public tantrums, which is that's probably pretty cool. I was, a, I, I guess, I was a very shitty infant. I mean, that is cool about you. I have noticed that that you haven't thrown too many public tantrums. Well, I was a terrible infant, and then, like, I guess, a fairly chill toddler, allegedly. I mean, I was there, but I don't remember. But I, I, apparently, there was like a Snickers bar display or like a candy bar display at the beginning of the train museum thing. Which, for the listener, this is just a building full of incredibly elaborate model train sets. I mean. The trains would be cool enough on their own, but the village and mountains and shit they build around it. I mean, they got like six different train lines in there too. Yeah, like everything moves. Some of them, some of the the trains like stop at loading stations and shit. It's fucking awesome. But apparently, I just started screaming because I wanted this goddamn candy bar, and my dad was like, uh, "If you keep crying about the candy bar, we're gonna go home." 
and and I did, and so he just picked me up and we went home. <laughs> like I, yeah, I've been told that story a number of times, and I have no reason to not believe uh, it didn't happen. But uh, I've yeah. I've since been back, and uh, while I can't say that I bought a candy bar while I was there, I will say that I really should have uh, let the candy bar thing go. It's it's better than a candy bar. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you just don't appreciate stuff as a kid. Yeah. And you, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, we we're we we're talking about vacations that I didn't appreciate on like you know, talking to my parents. Yeah. And I I was like, almost all of them, you know, there are parts that I don't appreciate. Like, yeah, I know you wanted me to either relax at this beach or, or do something else. Like, or like take in some culture. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to play video games in a dark basement. Yep. I, uh, I can very much relate to that. I feel like a lot of people can, I feel like there's very few kids that are just like, damn, that museum was dope as shit. Mom and dad. Thanks. Now I, I understand, love you. yeah, why why our culture and English culture is so similar, yet so different. Thank you for that, like, involved history lesson. Boy, that castle out in the middle of nowhere that you took me to was not at all disappointing when I realized that there were not archers uh, ready to murder me through the aptly named murder holes. Uh, just seeing that it was barely held together with hope and a prayer, and had four dorks in it from theater school. That was not disappointing. I love you guys. Great trip. Gotta say, though, I mean, day trips in in our area, one that I absolutely appreciated, both as as a child and then as a larger child going to history camp, was Fort Delaware. Just running around that motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, some of the, uh, some of the old uh, World War II... I don't even know what they call it. like I guess like watchtower like viewing stations or whatever that they have down the, by the submarine uh, spotters like down by Henlopen yeah Henlopen and uh, they got them was it, is it Lewis or Dewey that they're technically in yeah. And, and yeah maybe both but yeah down down in there like some of them you could go and like look in and they have nice plaques and other ones you're not supposed to go in but you could just fucking run around in all the tunnels and shit yeah. Went there for history camp, too. That was actually the biggest wave I saw in Delaware, was during that history camp. The biggest wave? Yeah, because we went down to, to like, the fort uh, in in Hemlopen State Park there with, with some of the subspotters, but they also had, like, howitzers and, and, like, a fort there and some barracks and shit. And, you know, we couldn't spend every day at Fort Delaware. We spent, like, three of them there. <laughs> uh, but, no, and then... There was, it was like the tide was rolling in, there was a storm offshore, and the moon was right, and it was just, you know, like, some pretty solid swells right at the Cape there. Hell yeah. And that's what I remember about History Camp. Some big-ass waves that were not remembered by anyone else, making it a very ironic thing to remember from history class. Well, the other takeaway I had from this, I, I mean, I guess the, there were many takeaways that I had, but, like, this one really stuck around with me is is the history camp counselor, I guess, was just an old guy who looked kind of like a walrus. So just imagine David Crosby. Uh, just regu- regular. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David Crosby running a camp of, you know, like, it was probably either before eighth grade or after eighth grade. Like, when, when we were just super nerds. Yes. Like, I would... Look... This is before Ancient Aliens, and, like, when I would get home from school, I would turn on History Channel when it was just, like, a World War II documentary channel. That's what it was for so long. It was everyone's grandpa fell asleep to the History Channel just watching the Nazis just get the shit kicked out of them. I I ate that up when I wasn't playing video games or getting straight A's in school. It's an interesting subject. It is. Uh, But, yeah, super nerd. And so I went to history camp during one week of one summer. Yeah, in that that weird, weird time in my life. Fuck yeah. Yeah, spent a lot of time at Fort Delaware, but also, you know, saw some pretty big waves off of Henlopen State Park. Hell yeah. That would have been yeah. right around the same, either that summer or the other summer. Would have been the one where we saw the first boob. Yeah. Well, they were some productive years. Back to, was that episode one that yeah, the listener heard? Camp. Yeah. And the first boob. Yeah. Go back and listen to that one again, guys. I haven't. I'm afraid to. What if what? it's what if it's really good? What if it was our best? What if we peaked? Well, we just gotta we just gotta have some more first boob stories. Ah, well, we gotta, we gotta make them. Well, I can I can tell you a story related to our home area that I just heard has nothing to do with boobs though. So uh, 
Talking to my little sister the other day. Still lives next to our county, but across the border in Delaware. And uh, Cecil County Schools are are 100% uh, school at home, whatever they call that currently. Like, that, they're not open for the kids to go in. Uh, is it what, mono-hybrid? <laughs> Unhybrid learning? Yeah, I had no idea what it's called. But uh, earlier last week, they had a half day for snow. Just gonna mm-hmm. let that let that sit there. Yeah, they are not going to class physically, and they had a half day for snow. Mm-hmm. And the kicker is that it it uh, it started raining at noon. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean that's the type of infrastructure that we have for snowfall. That's some Cecil County in- ass logic right there. <laughs> The policy says up until, you know, six hours before the storm even starts, if they're projecting at least an inch or anything coming out of the sky, we got to shut schools down for at least two hours. Yeah. Especially if no one's going to them. God, wasn't that the best? Like the two hour start? It was like, we only have one plow, so guess what? It'll do your bus route first, but uh, it's got to do all the other bus routes before that. Yeah, well, sometimes it was a panic because it was like, all right, well, it's a two-hour start, and my mom had to go to work, so now it's like, Ben, you and Chris got to figure out how you're getting to school. Like, there's the bus, but, like, normally she'd be like, go go get on the bus, and at a certain age, she was like, I think you're old enough to know when to leave to get to the bus stop, but you can't just watch, you can't just watch TV and forget and miss the bus. <laughs> and I think the yep. beginning of that, the the transition there was she would send us like over to our neighbor's house, who's like parents would make sure that we, we left for the bus. But, but initially it was, or eventually it was just like, yeah, just uh, figure it out. I'm out of here. Nice. The advantage of being a latchkey kid. You know, when you're the responsible one. I was talking about that the other day. I forget why. It, oh, I think we just might've been talking about the concept of like beepers or something, but I, it used to be I'd, I'd come home. I, I got home before my little sister did because, you know, she was typically one school behind me and they just got out later. And so I'd come home and I would call my mom's, I guess, beeper. What's what's the one you can send like a number message through? Is that I beeper? That was beeper. Yeah. Yeah. I thought some beepers you could you could get like a short coded message as well. Like, I love you, but with. L U V and and a U could be that, but it was a. I called the number and then I would type. Uh, I believe it was zero seven seven three four, which upside down says hello, and that meant that I'd made it home okay. Wow. Yep. That's that's intense. That's some that's some pre cell phone ass shit right there. Yeah. Yep. That's some real drug dealery type stuff. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Good job. For somebody who also had for a while had two phones because my old phone like it died like it wouldn't it, the service the the phone aspect of it didn't work but all my contacts were in there so then I bought an LG chocolate used off of Amazon for like fifteen bucks that came with a charger and so I moved my SD card over but all my contacts were still in the phone the the old phone and there was no good way to move them I think the old phone was a razor and this was also like. 2015 i think is when this happened 2014 and uh and so i was just like a guy everyone or not everyone pretty much everybody having a smartphone and i had two phones from the early 2000s in my pockets and it was like i didn't know ben sold drugs yep (laughs) well he's got the burner for yeah stuff that he's doing this week and then he's he's got that the chocolate for like the you know calling home and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, I, I don't sell drugs, but I uh I do I have no excuse for this. I have no excuse for this. I should just buy a At the time we called we st- I think we were still calling them space phones for a little bit there. Remember that? That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I used to think that it it actually enabled me to enhance my life and then I realized no. Nope. It distracted me like everybody else. I play solitaire all the time cuz I'm a <laughs> I'm a weird guy. I remember really wanting like the first app, I'm sorry, so there were two apps that I was aware of. One came way, I'll tell you the, the first one in a second. The second app I was aware of was they had one that had like live GPS updates from when the buses were going to come to the bus stops in Boston, which some cities have like a little scrawl LED thing 
that lets you know when the next buses are coming. And like we don't even have bus stops. Yeah. Boston will just have like a paper sign inside of a piece of plastic. Sometimes there's a bench there. Stapled nice. stapled to a post and you're just like, that's a bus stop. And so I started seeing people like checking their phones at the bus stop. And sometimes like especially for like the sixty six, it'd be like they're supposed to come every twenty minutes during rush hour and instead it, it, you'd be the, at the bus stop for like an hour and a half, and then four would come literally in a line. Like they'd gotten so backed Just up. Filled with people. Well, the first two would be filled, and then the back two would be empty. And it's like, why don't one of you jump the line and drive like 10 stops up and then stop again? I don't know. I'm not uh, I'm not as smart about transportation as uh, I, I hope. Uh, I, I guess Mayor Pete's going to be. That'll be fun. Anyway, enough politics. You guys got a Mayor Pete? No, but he's going to be in charge of of America's roads, which will be dope. Oh, all right. Sarcasm intended. But uh, I will say that the first app that I was aware of, uh, I'm actually, I'm going to look it up right now to see if it still exists. It was called Work Pooper. And what it was, was basically just a timer that you were supposed to, you would punch in like, uh, yeah, how much you made per hour. And yep, here it is. And uh, I think it was just how much you, how much you made per hour and how long your shifts were. And then over the course of a week, you like walked in to work and you would you would you would hit the, hit a timer when you walked into the bathroom and hit another timer when you left. And it would calculate after like a week or so uh, how 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 much, how you, much were you got paid to poop to, in- to poop throughout the year and stuff. Nice. Yeah. So uh, oh, poop salary is apparently the newest. Uh, the newest app for that check out poop salary because we're adult oh also paid to poo pooponomics poo pays and pricey poop boss makes a dollar i make a dime yeah that's why you poop on company time <laughs> oh man poop salary has been downloaded uh, as of 2017 over 140,000 times since its launch in 2011 which means yeah that was probably the app i knew about <laughs> but i remember being like wait so your phone has the internet like the whole internet, and you downloaded a way to figure out how much money you get paid to poop. Because that's also just simple math. You can just time yourself and write it down, and then figure it out. Yeah, you you can just figure your minute or secondly rate, and apply that to anything. You know, drinking coffee, staring out the window or not window that you have. Yeah, like me. The article I just read interviewed some dude who uses it and he said he makes about ten dollars and fifty cents an hour pooping or ten dollars fifty cents a poop which that's insane because what? how long is that poop dude i mean what if it's like 10 minutes all right that means he makes like 65 bucks an hour so i mean why is he using the poop tracker man at 65 bucks an hour i'll pay somebody to tell me how much i poop uh, it doesn't go as far as it used to. That's why you got to spend all the time in the bathroom. You know, you're probably right. <laughs> Honestly, you know, it, you said, and uh, you know, it's it's up to the user when they start the timer. It really is. Is it when you leave to walk towards the bathroom? Is it when you enter the bathroom? Is it when you sit down on the toilet? Yeah, I mean, if it's when I leave to go to the bathroom, look, I. You'd have to account for like a shower and me changing and 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 dry it. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> Hanging up my pants, ironing them, putting them back on when I'm done. We don't have a good ironing board, and I don't really like the iron that they have at the office. So that's that's why I haven't been been pressing the. Cl- I'm kidding. Oh. oh, James, it's still not good. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna keep drinking it. It still tastes. That one, ba- that one got you worse than the second one. It's still That's t- the best part. <laughs> well, in between the first two, I don't think I consumed anything. I've been drinking a nice uh, whiskey ginger over here, and uh, then I just went back to back to it. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's not like they put you know star anise or something in it. It's anus. Like- <laughs> I'd rather drink anus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, do you think it's salvageable in any way uh i mean if you, you dumped just... you dumped it into like 
a spritz bottle and and like use that as a deterrent for like neighborhood pigeons i mean if you made like a hot toddy maybe but yeah i think in reality you could get barnacles off the bottom of your fiberglass speedboat (laughs) it's an an astringent yeah and maybe an all right solvent and a mild poison to to several kinds of wildlife if you're troubled with acne moderate to severe plaque psoriasis or having recently been stabbed by a probably tetanus based weapon um I, I would apply it i would definitely give it a shot and just see what happens oh man is tetanus based like a weapons class i'm gonna go ahead and call it a subclass of poison yeah all right cool <laughs> which the vodka also falls under <laughs> yes a subclass of poison yes all right good. yes it does oh man well Speaking of anus, and since we are, it is Christmas. Open up some presents today that I got from a from a swarthy young gentleman named Jimbo Shaw. Who's really not yeah. swarthy. That's really not an apt way to describe you. But smarmy. Uh, there we I'll, go. We'll take. I'll take smarmy. But uh, boy, were two of them normal and the rest not <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> oh God, damn! That was funny. I'll probably post some pictures of these. Yeah, I mean, if I what, can what, on Instagram, <laughs> I don't even know if Instagram will let me. Do we need? Do we need an OnlyFans just to to show you? <laughs> I think so. I didn't know that uh, you could. You could. Let's just say, dear listener, if you have a stinky house but you're also a sex pest, have I got the candles for you? Uh, boy, we got some. Jimbo's given given me a homemade candle before. Delightful, lovely smell, masculine smell, uncommon smell, and I appreciate it. Yeah, how, I haven't lit one of those yet. How how is the? Uh, it's a leather candle. Yeah, or leather scented. It's a unique smell, and not in an off-putting way. But it is in one of those ways where it's like it's kind of one of those. You walk into the room and you're like, I just want to make sure I know where this smell's coming from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Like, like, is, is it, somebody tanning in here? It's well or? it's like it's like did we leave a coat by the heater? Like is something okay. about to go up in flame and then you're like, "Oh no, no. It's it's meant to be here." And then you're like, "Okay, oh, it is a nice smell." It's just that like usually if a candle is lit, we're talking Yankee candle, something like this. You walk into a room, you you're like, "Oh, I know what this is. This is fresh cut grass. This is cinnamon swirl. I know these flavors. I've smelled them. They're saccharine. They're cloying." I don't want these, but a homemade candle. Now we're getting into some new territories. Now we're getting into some new smells, or maybe an old smell that you haven't smelled in a while, certainly not in candle form. Yeah. That's the venue that you seem to be playing in. (laughs) Yeah. Well, pretty much all recycled vessels, if we're using a vessel for the candle as well. Absolutely. Now this time through, four candles, I believe, was the final tally. We're going to start with the... More conventional candle. Now, uh, as you stated, the vessel, unconventional. We had a uh, the bottom half of an IBC cream soda, and if I'm not mistaken, the scent of that, pretty close to, I mean, it was it was it smelled like a cream soda. I think it was warm vanilla. Yeah, like I didn't light it yet. I was just going off of unlit scent. It smelled. I was like, this is great. It smells more like sugar cookies when it's lit. Okay, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's gonna be delightful. The other one was the bottom half of a YooHoo glass bottle, which. Mm-hmm. Boy, did I used to drink a shit ton of them. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's why you sent it to me, but man, did I. I think we well, both do. I do drink a yeah. lot of them because they still sell them at 7-Eleven. Fuck so. yeah. But, uh, and then that smelled like yoo like chocolate. Yeah, so I actually am uh, burning a, a very dangerous candle right now. It's how, a, how so? Uh, a double wick. It came out of a whiskey glass, which uh, did not break evenly. <sighs> Or well, and I did not sand it at all. Boy, is that a weapon. My God, yes. that is just a jagged jar full of hot wax and fire. Mm-hmm. That is just a weapon that when it shows up in the movie, you're like, who would have that? And then it's this guy. <laughs> this is the guy that has that. Uh, well, it's it looked villainous because it's a, a jagged whiskey candle that smells like hot chocolate. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's dope. I'm into it. Uh, the one with the one we got. I didn't know about the so, jagged whiskey one. Those two were were my idea. Like those those two candles. They seem very Jimbo, rugged, masculine, delicious, but still a real treat yourself kind of a moment. The other two, 
got uh, bigger reactions, I'll say. We also open them in possibly the, rever- the reverse order of how I'm relaying them now. <laughs> so there's one that is a it's a it's a labia major and uh <laughs> it's just a vagina it's it's a, it's a pussy candle it's a lady's sex parts with a wick coming out of it yep you gotta you gotta punch that hole when it's uh still warm is it Otherwise... a is is it a wickoris a wick a wickoris is it there... there's a joke here. there's a joke here and we, i need help finding the wick chorus like there's <laughs> There's something there. <laughs> yep. We'll, we'll workshop it. We'll get back to you. Um, and then the other one, <laughs> the first one we opened. <laughs> boy, is it just two people 69ing. Uh, yeah. with nice com- hetero couple. Complete with male genitalia and female genitalia. And uh, just a wick going straight through them. And man, unexpected and delightful. It's the type of candle that you find in like that... Uh in like Chinatown in like the little, the little shop off, off the way. And it's like, Oh, nobody comes in here because, uh, because like the children wouldn't be allowed in here and the police wouldn't like it. But, Oh yeah. Thank you for all your penis statues. Yeah. I I can't help but notice that everything in here is, uh, largely phallic or (laughs) vulvanic. And, uh, I'm a sex pervert who likes my house to smell good. So I will be buying several of these. Do you have any, like, rapey art or, uh, or decorative pieces? Just, I need something real rapey. Do you have anything or, that at first. consensual, just, just vulgar. Do you have anything that at first glance looks like it could be traditional artwork from a different culture, but upon more than half a second of inspection is actually just wildly pornographic? Cause that's what I'm into. Hey, do we have any more of those 69 candles? No, not the two dudes. The dude, the, the one where she has the short hair, though. Yeah, what what sense do we have of that? Oh, okay, uh, bring him out. <laughs> That's not how it went down, because we made that candle. Yeah, which is all about going down. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, the, the candle making uh, process is not as hard as we thought, I guess. That's great. And you can, too. Oh, it's better with a pre-chase, huh? Or you're just you're just psyching yourself up for these now, huh? Yeah. I wanted to see if I really savored it, if that would do anything. I will say it made the first 90% of it better, but the last 10% is still a real kick to the dick hole. Can you put it in coffee? I wouldn't. No. <laughs> It'll no. ruin coffee. No, yeah. Maybe tea. Can you put sugar in it? I would say tea? tea with quite a bit of honey. All right. I think you might be you might be onto like a like a hot toddy, but the kind of hot toddy where you're like, I have a little bit of the sniffles, but I also need to go like just fire a shotgun into the air for a few minutes. It's like that kind of day. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes. Look, no judgment. Well, thank you. But yes, thank you very much for the candles. Absolutely delightful. And the card. You you savage son of a bitch. Well, I, I knew I owed some dues. Mm. Fuck that part of the card. The card, <laughs> yeah. the, the card contained a patch that is a ticket to Pound Town, which I, I cannot wait to sew onto my jacket covered in like band patches and shit. Nice. Well, you deserve it. You Thanks. earned that ticket to Pound Town. Here's a cute story about my niece. Um, I guess her dad would use the expression Pound Town, uh, but about eating, I think. I only uh, I haven't heard this story told in a while, but when she was like four, she sat down with like, I don't know, a giant bowl of mac and cheese at a restaurant or something like this, or like a bunch of waffles, and just went, I'm about to take this to Pound Town. <laughs> fucking rules <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely like the the coolest uh five through i guess 10 year old that i've known so far <laughs> hell yeah now we got three orders of business left on my notes all right good we're we're doing what we're doing well i'm gonna rattle them off we're gonna end with the vanity plate easy peasy don't even worry about that the other two 
Lemon and Squeezy. I wanted I want to discuss James World and I want to discuss uh I'd like you to give me some homework. A movie to watch or something like this. I, I, okay. I you've been incredibly good at finding them lately. And uh you know, maybe the listener wants to join in. Uh, maybe they want me to go fuck myself. I want you to tell me a movie to watch, but you know, no no rush. You can think about this, but you sent me a a picture of of a of a of uh, a still frame from James World earlier today. Yeah, so that was actually a picture of my computer screen, which was my parents holding their computer up to their television, which was playing on a DVD that had been converted from a VHS. We got it digitized, baby. We're digital. Well, they still have some of the VHS tapes too. And they were like, we can send you all of them. We haven't really watched them since we converted them. It's like, oh, yeah. Lay them yeah. on me. I got a VHS. I got a VCR. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, it, my dad said we that first one, there's a lot of like Homer Hickam tapes in October Sky. Mm. A lot of, I, I guess that was maybe our first foray into, into our Wayne's World ripoff. That seems right. And uh, I know we did a we did a book called like Takers and Returners. Sure, I remember it. Yeah, that's fine. I don't dumb idea for a book, but I remember it. I will say that it stuck with me. I remembered it. Yeah, some of the bits that we had. Oh my god, I'd completely forgotten about the uh, Pillowmints bit. Pillowmints and and the restrooms. Uh, we, we apparently we didn't always have a set. And so one time, like, we were in your basement where, where you had that restroom sign. Yeah. And we were pretending we were by the restrooms at Borders Books. Yeah. Now I have a question that I don't think you can answer. I think only my mom could answer, and I'm not going to ask her. How the fuck did I get that sign? It's so big. And I was a child. How big yeah, is that sign? I haven't seen it in a while. I remember it as, like, four feet by six feet. And it was, like an eighth of an inch thick of plastic like heavy and wiggly and not like you couldn't roll it up and put it in a tube like it was like a plastic outdoor sign yeah that just said restrooms in huge letters how did i get it i, I don't know because i was we did that in middle school so i was in middle school with a comically large sign for restrooms in i don't know if that was my room at the time the basement eventually became my bedroom, but I don't remember when I made that switch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, we didn't always have one set. We, I No, I remember doing several in in your basement. I remember uh, Frisky interrupting us a couple times in a fun yeah. way. Well, that, that was, yeah, that was one of the bits. Well, so we couldn't edit any of these, just like all home movies back then. I disagree because I, my dad said there were a lot of Homer Hickam ones, which makes me think that we just shot a bunch and then like pulled from each different VHS onto one master. Because that sounds like something I would do. That's true. But like, yeah, we just got the uh, we, we got to do a lot of takes, but we didn't get any like special effects or like anything. We had no green screen option or anything like that. It was just yeah. what was there. But boy, that's that's still I forgot you had access to an electric guitar. Yeah, was that mine? That's my, that's my dad's Fender. That was your dad's. Okay, I, yeah. I I I haven't looked at the photo in several seconds. So I, okay, so this was this was your base. This was a your basement one. Yeah. My God, and I think what I don't know if you have the answer to this, but I think in this one that I'm looking at, I'm wearing my glasses, but I'm wearing fake gl- lensless glasses, glasses over. frames over that to be Garth's glasses. I think. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I think that's largely because oh, so this would have been pre eighth grade because I got contacts in eighth grade. Okay. Yeah, so we can narrow down a little bit of the timeline on this. But goddamn, I am so excited to look at these goddamn things. I'm sure it's fucking uh, as the kids would call it on TikTok, uh, real cringe shit. But I do not care. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully they didn't save that one where we got really racial. But (laughs) dude, if we did. I still want to watch it. I mean, because like, <laughs> what would that be? It doesn't exist. <laughs> what would that even be? We go in real hard on Nepal. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, 
you know, this talk of, of our middle school projects uh, actually brings brings me to the homework assignment. Yes! You, you, you guys should watch more James World. <laughs> yeah, oh. good luck. But, dude, if you got a way to get that to me, I would love to watch that. That's Yeah, how do fantastic. we do an Amazon watch party for middle school VHS tapes? Um, I mean, we do a Zoom call and you do share screen and computer audio. You fucking fire that bad boy up. Yeah, I need the DVDs. But I do have a, a DVD player in this laptop, which is like a That's 2020. Rare. I know. It's so rare. So rare that I put the disc Pharaoh into it. Like Pharaoh from like 1998. And guess what? I can play Pharaoh on this computer. Not card Pharaoh. Like creative assembly of Arrow. Hell yeah. I was talking with uh, young Tim, the other member of the uh, fantastically successful band, The Throw Ups. Movies kept coming up. TV shows kept coming up. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I have that. You can borrow it on DVD. And he was like, oh, once again, I do not have anything that plays discs. Yeah. Well, if you don't play video games a whole lot. Yeah. Well, he does, but he's like a, he's a Nintendo guy. So he's got I think he has a Switch and a Wii, which don't play DVDs. Fucking Wii. So he's still got he's still he's got the video game outlet, which is great. But uh, yeah, and I just keep forgetting that he just because it's completely normal to not have that. Like it's weird that I have a fuck ton of DVDs. Well, and you can't do the well. I have a DVD player. You should just come over and watch. Like can't do six, that anymore. Six seasons a house. Yep, not possible. Well, I don't advocate this, but. In order to watch Die Hard to show somebody Die Hard for the first time this Christmas, I started a free trial on somebody's Hulu account that wasn't mine for HBO Max, which is ending, I believe, in 18 hours. Yes! So what? Oh, do you that's do a powerful move. So what do you do after you watch Die Hard, you know, a couple of times through? on hbo max and you have you have to work three days in the week yeah uh you gotta you gotta do like christmas obligations and shit and and people are always fucking asking you questions about like food and and you know like fires in the kitchen and shit so how do you occupy like the the downtime and all this you watch the wire yep it's what you do it's on hbo yeah so if you have hbo max or a hulu or something that can get you a free trial of HBO Max, I'd say do it and try to power through the wire. Guess what? Use up all that PTO that uh, you know you have to you have to use before March ends anyway. Hell yeah! And look, I've seen the first season a lot. I know people hate the second season, and it's for good reason. But there's a lot of neat stuff in it, so I started there. Also, the second season you have to watch because there's a few actors in that that i need to be able to reference to you later like for example in the it's always sunny christmas episode i want to be like oh and it's nico sapatka is the guy that pablo shriver pablo shriver leave shriver's half brother porn stash from orange is the new black who had his toy stolen by mac the omnibot i think it was uh, and they try to give it back, and they get in the big shouting match at the end outside of the... I want to be able to say all of that to you and have you understand every single reference I just made. I need that. Mm -hmm. Well, I started with season two. I finished season two, uh, and I'm on to season three. In how I'm long? Most of the way through it. Well, we're we're six days and four hours in. Goddamn. Every episode's an hour, right? Around there. Around there, like roughly, us. give or take. Fuck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. And so so you're in season three, so you're almost getting to the actual Baltimore accents? Oh, no, we're there. You're there? Well, the one of the guys who was um, David Simon's, like, inspiration for, like, the first book that he wrote when he was, he was following the detectives around was Jay Landsman, who's a character in the show, but... The real Jay Landsman also plays a guy that isn't Jay Landsman in the show. And yeah, that guy and, and the dude on the boat, the, the cop on the boat who's who's with Dominic West. Cop on the uh, boat. Yeah. Great character. Probably sending a text message. I don't know. My kids do that all the time. Yeah. What kind of knot is that? It's a Baltimore knot. <laughs> Just like not at all a fucking... Bubbles, Bubbles actually asked that question. But yeah, he, he does... He does criticize McNulty's not game. Oh, my heavily. God. So I just Googled 
Jay Landsman to see the actual guy. And it's that fucking guy. I know that fucking guy. He's uh, like a Western District commander in season three. Yeah. And he does have a quintessential Baltimore accent. Yeah. The ones that really stand out to me, it's the teacher from, I guess, is that season four? Or is that season three? The Presbolusker. Maybe she's a, is she the principal that Presbolusker yeah. works with? Lambs to the slaughter. Yeah. Her. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Prop who's Joe? Prop Joe. And who's the woman with the nail gun? Oh, Snoop. Snoop. Snoop and Chris Part. Yeah, Chris Partlow's a, a classically trained actor, whereas Snoop is a classically trained gangster. Yeah. Snoop is from Baltimore, right? Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> otherwise, I, you know, she's nailing that accent. I mean, and, and to the point that it doesn't matter. Like, clearly, it doesn't matter if she does a good job doing the accent. So, like, nobody else does. So, well, yeah, she's got to be from there. Well, uh, you know, it's it's a violent kind of sometimes vulgar show, but it's it's a nice look into the dysfunctionality of basically all systems in in your life. Yeah. And like, a really I, good, it's a really good touchstone for certain actors as well. Like sometimes you just got to watch it just so you can absorb the faces so that when you have a friend like me or Jimbo and they're like, "You remember, he's the guy from The Wire." He's one I mean, of the like, guys Brother season? Muzone kills. And you're like, oh, I didn't Wait, get that far. Method Man? It's like, no, Brother <laughs> Muzone only shot him in the shoulder. It's yeah, like, not oh, Cheese. Because okay. he, he, Cheese had the fourth, the forethought, or I guess the afterthought, to realize what infraction he had done to make this man raise his gun up at him. <laughs> that's that's pretty close two. to the quote. Season two. Yeah, I think that's pretty close to the quote. Well, that's my recommendation. Uh, so, listener, if if you can, before the end of 2021, watch all of The Wire. In six days. <laughs> I might be able to finish season three tonight. Which only leaves probably season four, and I might be able to start season five if I just watch that exclusively and don't sleep. But uh, I don't know if, don't don't know if I can. Sleeps for the living, dude. That's true. I am not alive. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, what do you recommend starting out the wire if you haven't seen it? Just go season one. Yeah. Or go, uh, you know, reverse chronological. Go season five and nope. wow. <laughs> Memento. A lot of stuff got wrapped up, but uh, I kind of jumped in in the middle. It just... No, you uh, you got to start. People hated each other. You got to start with at least episode one because of uh, McNulty interviewing the people who witnessed the murder, and then him recounting it to Bunk right yeah. after that. That's just like that's going to set you up for the whole show. Yeah, and this country. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you a question that I believe I already know the answer to because I know the type of fella you are inside and out. Jimbo, any New Year's resolutions? Nope. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> did you have any from last year? Don't think I did. Can I tell you the only one of yours that I remember ever? And I think it's because it's the only one you may have ever had. Sure. Well, pre-question is, do you know what it is that I'm about to say? I don't. There's a couple of resolutions I've made to myself over the years, but if I'm going New Year's resolutions, I think it's like no fried foods after dark or something. Okay, I'm now going to backtrack slightly and be like, this might have just been a resolution that I associated with New Year's because this was before we were living together or anything. So I may have just conflated two things, but it's the I'm just not going to take pills for a year. And by that, not that you were like taking like pills, pills, that meant like tums and advil and like that's that's what you were referring to was i'm not going to take tylenol or aspirin or any antacids for the next calendar year and i think you stretched that to like four years and then day and then you got hit like by a bus and you were like i guess i'll take an aspirin (laughs) like yeah I, you know, I have I have moments of weakness where it's like, ah, this headache. Hmm, I don't know about this one. But it's like, yeah, I'm just hungover. Maybe maybe just close my eyes, drink some water, and and uh, just nap it off for a little bit. But largely, yeah, don't don't really 
don't really take pills or medication. And it all stems back, I think it was right after Christmas. And it's not when you get a cholesterol test. Like, that's never when you take... Don't do that. So, Doc, you know, like, I'm I'm a college kid, or, or you know, very recently college kid. Currently? Uh, Post-Christmas. No, this is in 2012. <laughs> uh, and I get, yeah, a cholesterol test. And he's like, ah, it's a little high. So tell you what, we'll put you on this for your high cholesterol. And so, you know, I was like, whatever, you know, he's looking out for my health. He doesn't want me to have a heart attack at 40. That was, that was his pitch. Sure. It's a good pitch. Reasonable. Yeah. And so I go to the pharmacy to get the prescription filled. And when she's handing it to me, she's like, Hey, don't eat grapefruit or, uh, or drink grapefruit juice with this. I was like, what? She's like, don't. Don't do that. If you do either of those and you feel like unnecessarily sore, like contact the doctor immediately. And I was like, I'm just not going to take these because I, you know, I don't seek out grapefruit, but I can't rule it out as yeah as a dietary. Or, or- Someone might hand me a greyhound, and the next thing you know, I'm I'm fucking dying. Hell, does Fresca count? I don't know. It says real and artificial flavors. <laughs> Which ones are the real ones? And does artificial flavoring affect cholesterol medication? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I really do not ingest capsules or or things of that nature. Yeah. But you do enjoy saying capsules, and so do I. It's very fun. In <laughs> fact, listener... If you're it st- is my great pleasure to say if, if you're still one of those chuds who says capsules, let me, let me give you a little piece of advice. Say capsules. Just say it to yourself right now, out loud. And then, and then tell me you, that's not a new thing for you. That, you're, that That's you now. You're going to do that. It is it is so much fun to say capsules. <laughs> and it, you know what? It is a pleasure. <laughs> if you're not having fun talking, why talk? Yeah. And, you know, if you can't take pleasure in people getting pissed off by the way you pronounce things, <laughs> like you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I've been uh, changing up how I refer to the current pandemic. And, and it it used to be Reagan would let me get away with like a couple days of it, and now like after the first time I change it, she's just like fucking, what are you doing? Because I was like, I was like Conan nineteen and Cobra nineteen. <laughs> oh, I you and know just I, shit, I, just shit like that, just yeah, Conrad I, nineteen. Well, I brainstormed like on on you know likening it to another period in history, the Great Depression. And I think this one's just the Great Irritation. Yes, and we all just got like, Arr! just pissed off. Some people got sick, but most people just got angry. Hell yeah, I love it. So yeah, so no, so no, uh, no res- resolutions this year. Uh, continue not not really taking pills or medication. Keep on keeping on. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I'll eat a ton every now and then. Like, I'm getting old. It pepperoni pizza doesn't di- digest the way it used to. Yeah. So? Yeah. That will happen. But, uh, speaking of dumb shit, it's time for Vanity Play of the Week. Vanity Play of the Week. Vanity Play of the Week. Week, 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 week. Kid seats are still just five bucks. Kid seats are still just five bucks. All right. So what's the license plate say? The license plate is a, uh... California, one of those old tags that uh, has it's all it's all letters. Bob Parr with two R's, so B O B P A R R. Bob Parr. Yeah. So I was having a little fun. That that yeah. sounds like it. Because what's Parr? That's you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's regular. It's middle of the road, right? Yeah. Right where this car is. Absolutely. That's fifty percent. And what's Bob? Bob is Robert Normal. It's part Average of the name. Rob. Well, Bobby Regular. Bob Parr. <laughs> yeah. So I just had fun uh, just making fun of this guy's, this poor schmuck's name, who happened to put his shit on what I think is a Chevy Volt. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep that shit out of my house, Bob. You got to come. You got to come with more with more than that, Bob. What do you think he shoots on like a like a par three? You said it was a par three. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go three. All right. I bet. It, I bet he shoot. Well, actually, hang on. Hang on. What's the average Bob shoot on that par three? <laughs> If the average Bob's shooting like a 3.7, over, we're taking a, you know, large number. Yeah. I'm going to say Bob Parr is going to be shooting a four. 
Okay. That's what I'm going to be saying. Nice. Yep. Good job, Bob. Not bad, I mean, Bob. Like, yeah. Mediocre, Bob. Yeah, it'll do. Do you think that's what he says all the time? He's like, Bob. Eh. 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 Oh. And uh, before we wrap off. I, uh, wrap off. Ooh. What is that? Wrap off? <laughs> I wrapped ooh. off a couple of times before this. Ooh. I'm going to leave that in, but ooh. Ooh. I don't like that at all. That's giving me the same <laughs> face as if I just sucked down some of that Norwegian juice. Oh, no. I'm going to send you another photo. Calling an audible. Let's see if my phone can handle it. Oh, I f- oh, I've already fucked it up. My phone sucks so much goddamn shit. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, how how often do you have to restart your phone? Okay, I sent how it. How often see. does it does it cut you in the ear? Oh, because mine, mine is like every day. Can't say I'm getting any ear cuts from it, but I can <laughs> say that if I want to send a, me- a, a picture message, it'd probably be easier to print it out and mail it. It, uh... I mean, we're just adding the attachment. That's what that bar through the middle is. We're just Classic. adding just a wheel spinning. And boy, is it barely worth it. Boy, is it just. And the wheel on the phone keeps on spinning. I don't know if I'll spin tomorrow. Oh, man. Though I said no more journey psychouts. That wasn't a psychout. That was. That was an interlude. All right. Well, I'm attempting to send it. I'm going to just see if I can get you to see this through the screen. Yeah. The Snickers yard. You see one of these things before? Yes. <laughs> so, this is America. <laughs> what did you not think we could make yard long <laughs> Snickers bars? It's a yard long Snickers bar. <laughs> Yes. And I I doubt, I just, I don't know if you saw this, but. Yeah. It's Flamin' Hot Cheetos Sushi from a supermarket. <laughs> yeah. Five roll. Or five, uh, hot roll. Yeah. That's got a uh, spicy crab. That's crab with a K. Cream cheese, avocado, cucumber, white rice with Cheetos Flamin' Hot Oil and Cheetos Flamin' Hot Snacks. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are important <laughs> ingredients on on a flaming hot roll yeah we're going long i don't care speaking of speaking of crab i attempted to make your dad's recipe for uh crab bisque for a second time by trying to make a large batch and i fucked it up because we kind of didn't want to go to the store again because it was one of those there's like some sort of pandemic going on and so i went with uh fat-free milk instead of half and half which and i gotta say i nailed the roux one of the longest roux I've ever just sat there stirring and made, and it was how like much, a... How much butter you use? I used a quarter cup, half a stick, okay. and quarter cup of flour, but I sat there stirring. I did a half hour roux, which I haven't done in a long time, and I feel like the last time I didn't, it came out caramel. This one came out like chocolate colored. Color, I'm talking color. It was like a milk chocolate, not a dark chocolate, but a milk chocolate brown it looked fucking good. I I nailed the roux. But then I forgot to take into account that so much of the thickening, in addition to that, is going to come from the half and half in the recipe. But I used fat-free milk, and I doubled the recipe, which means I should have doubled the roux. Or I should have doubled the amount of flour, which means doubling the roux. So I just didn't have enough thickening agent. So I end up, it tastes really good, but it is as thin as soup. Damn. Which is not really what you want. Soup. In a crab bisque, it's just cr- soup, soup. Well, so the problem is I've made crab, I've made crab milk, and as someone who drinks half a gallon of not crab milk like a day, kind of at a minimum, is that I got a bunch of Tupperware, and I sleep, I sleep eat. I got a bunch of Tupperwares full of delicious crab milk in the fridge, and I cannot be held accountable, nor will I be responsible for my actions that might occur in front of that refrigerator. <laughs> I'm just laying around here with a loaded gun full of crab meat is what I got. And yep. eventually I'm going to blow a crab hole into my own guts by just fucking pounding down on like a whole fucking sandwich container full of, full of crab milk. That's that's where I went to. I was like, Ben's got a lot of soup in his fridge. This isn't. 
<laughs> I'll be I'll be shocked if it survives the night. I got a milky salty treat. There's no way it's making it till Monday. <laughs> so we're gonna see how much damage I can put in. We collectively can put into it tomorrow. So we'll see. But we've gone long. But it's the first of the year. It's uh, season two. I hope you've been enjoying the new theme song. It's way easier to identify, I think, than the first one. Uh, we're still not going to address it until somebody mentions it by name, in which case I still won't change it. But uh, I'll know that somebody's listening and knows of the band. Not the band, the band. But you, you're, I mean, you can also know that. David Crosby. Fine. But speaking of the band, there's a uh, there's like a, a, a song by the band that has a, is a lyric. It's like, The band's written a dozens and dozens of songs. They have a massive backlog. Not all the stuff they did with Dylan, but they have they have their own shit. Obviously, we all know that. But they have a ton, a lot of unreleased, a lot of live stuff. We've listened to it all, and we've 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 memorized the lyric sheets. And there's this there's a specific lyric. There's a line that's sort of it's sort of something you can take with you out into the world as sort of a a, a mantra if you will, sort of, uh, it's idiomatic almost. It, it might not translate well into another language, but when you hear it, you're, it's very, it's, it's Americana at its finest. And it's, and it's, 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 it's advice and it's wise. And Jimbo's going to hit us with what the phrasing of that is verbatim. Here comes the lyric from the band as told by Jimbo. Hit us with it. Go. Oh, no. And as we say every week, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone. <laughs>